Hey there, and welcome back into the pickle jar. This is Jill, your host, and thank you so much for joining me for this episode, the top five of feeling alive. And what I'm hoping to do is just kind of share with you a little bit, some of the things that I do in my lifestyle to improve my quality of life and take the best care of myself so that I have the best quality of life living with adrenal insufficiency, because it is such a challenge. And um, I can tell you, I remember when I was very first diagnosed when I was 35, 12 years ago, uh, I didn't have too much of a relationship with my family doctor at that time um, until I became um, diagnosed with Addison's disease. And I can tell you the first thing that he talked to me about, it wasn't about the medication. It wasn't about, you know, the steroids and different things like that. I can remember the concern and the seriousness in his voice when he looked at me and he said, I'm going to tell you right now, you better eat well and you better exercise and you better take care of your body if you want a chance with this illness. And, and like I said, I can remember how serious he was, how passionate was he was, and he was speaking the truth. And he, you know, he, I could tell he understood right then and there, you know, if I don't manage my body and support it, the stress was going to be overwhelming on my body. And that's going to affect my cortisol levels and affect my quality of life. And, you know, thankfully I was, you know, I have a degree in nutrition and I'm a personal trainer and I had all that background. I was already doing a lot of those things. And I really think that that's what helped with my diagnosis as well, because I was very in tune to my body. So I was listening to, you know, the signals from my body that something was wrong. So when I had the cravings and different things were going on, you know, I, I responded and I, I really think that helped me not go into a crisis situation when I was diagnosed. I never went into a crisis pre-diagnosed. I was actually, when the endocrinologist who diagnosed me, he told me I was extremely lean at the time. And, but he told me I wasn't lean enough. I wasn't skinny enough to have anorexia or like in the anorexic stage that a lot of people with adrenal insufficiency get to before they're diagnosed. And I remember saying to him, but, but like this girl eating a tub of chocolate frosting, icing every day, like how am I going to get, you know, extremely lean, you know, eating that much, but that was part of the cravings and part of me listening to my body. So um, thankfully I had a lot of tools of healthy e eating prior to this. So I'm hoping today to share with you a couple things that I hope you can take away to start making that little bit of progress with your health. Because I believe if we take those little steps forward, we're going to start that positive change with our adrenal insufficiency. And we're going to feel like, you know, the life that we, you know, we can't run the marathon on the first day. We have to take those little steps. We have to start, you know, walking around the block first before, you know, we start jogging around the block. So depending on where you are right now, I just hope that, you know, some of these things that I do that you can take away, you know, just, just two or three of them and hopefully apply it into your life to start taking those steps forward. Um, cause I really, really truly believe that, you know, there's so much personal responsibility for all of us illness or not. We all need to take a personal responsibility in the way we, you know, the way we eat, the way we fuel our body, um, and the way we move our body, because movement is medicine, fuel is medicine, everything is, you know, everything, everything affects our quality of life. Okay, it's not just the medication that we're giving and 
you know, the treatment that, that we're receiving. So, um, so today's going to be about the top five of feeling alive. And I'm going to tell you my little Lego theory of healthy, healthy eating. Um, so, so let's start off by, first of all, I want you to take an honest look at how you're fueling your body. And that's a key word that I want to drive home. Food is fuel. Okay. So how are you fueling your body? First of all, if you have adrenal insufficiency, if you have another illness, you might have adrenal insufficiency and multiple things going on with your body. What are you doing? You know, I know you can sit there and say, you know what? My body fights every day. I'm exhausted. Of course, your body's exhausted. It's got a lot of work to do to keep you alive. So honor your body by giving it the best, not perfect, the best fuel that you can give it to do that fight. And I believe if we can fuel our bodies properly, what, you know, what I try to do is I try to eliminate all the symptoms that I can so that when I go to my doctors, when I go to my medical team, I can say, you know what, the symptoms that I feel that I'm experiencing are legitimately from my Addison's disease. It's not because I didn't get enough sleep. It's not because I'm starving my body and I'm depriving my body of certain vitamins and minerals. You know, we can kind of eliminate all those things because everything is, you know, pretty okay in those things. And we can kind of narrow it down. We want the, the best picture possible. And that's my job to give them that picture. Um, Cause you know what, let's be serious. A lot of people get frustrated when they go to their doctors and they say, you know what, I'm not feeling well. And you know, I'm depressed and blah, blah, blah. You know, I've heard it over the last two decades, I've been in this industry so many times from people saying, you know, I went to my doctor and said, I didn't feel well. And he looked at me and said, you know, well, you've gained 20 pounds in the last two years, so maybe lose some weight and see how you're feeling. Well, okay. Science really like, honestly, <laughs> that's kind of the truth. If you've gained weight over the years, you've added on body fat and part, I'm just saying possibly part of the reason why you're not feeling well it's because of the weight gain. So you need to take care of your body. Statistics show certain trends. When we add body weight, we don't oxygenate our blood properly. We're probably not moving properly. The nutrition's not there. The quality's not there. So we need to take some of those steps to feel the best we can. So yes, honestly, probably if you, you know, if you've gained some body fat, if you can lose a little bit of it, you are probably going to feel better. Um, it doesn't mean that there are not other issues going on, but you're clearing out the static. Think about it as you're clearing out the static so you can see the picture of exactly what's going on so you can get the help that you need. And again, it's all about it's all about health. It's all about how you feel. So how do you feel in your body right now? Ask yourself energy level, you know, you know, image wise, okay? You know, how do you feel about looking in the mirror? Do you see you? Do you feel you? And if you don't, part of the picture, part of what you can do is starting to fuel your body better. Okay. So, so yes. So ask yourself, just be honest with yourself, be honest, be truthful. And the biggest thing, you know, I can say, you know, if right now you could say, you know, you could feel 10% better in a month, would you take that 10%? I know I would. Okay. I know five years ago with this illness, if you told me, you know, you're going to feel 5% better, in four weeks, I want that 10% because, you know, that's going to be magic. And then you just build on that. My experience is people expect too much too fast. They want to wake up tomorrow and have everything be perfect. They want to eat perfectly. They want to move perfectly. They have this, you know, 
the definition in their head of what a workout should be and what they should be doing. Erase that right now. You want to take a step. Any positive change that you make is going to make you feel better. So take a tiny step, feel a little bit better, take another step and just make them easy little steps so that you can keep doing what you're doing. Okay. Um, because when you start to feel better, what's going to happen? You're going to have more energy. You're going to have more mental clarity, which is huge with this illness. We know what happens when our cortisol gets low and we can't think. We need to be able to think. We need to be able to communicate with our medical team so we, we can get all the other stuff in place for us, okay, as best as we can. Um, sleep better, better blood oxygenated levels. If you start, if you have body fat to lose and you start to lose a little bit of body fat, you're going to breathe better. You're going to move better. You know, there's going to be less congestion. Um, it's amazing, amazing what happens with a little bit of effort. And I think a lot of people think it's supposed to be a lot of effort to feel change, but you can do small things to make a difference. And when you start to make those changes, when you start to give your body the gifts that it deserves through movement and through nutrition, it will tell you to keep doing it. So when you do it properly and consistently, your body's going to start asking for the vegetables. It's going to change your taste buds. It's going to change your cravings because you are giving it what it needs. It's going to want to move more. It's going to want to eat. You know, I'm eating things now that I never, if you told 20 year old Jill that when she's 47, she's going to love eating steel cut oats and look forward to it every day, you know, she would have thought you were crazy. <laughs> and but I enjoy it so much because I can feel my body enjoying it. I can feel what I get out of it. So something I do now when I eat is I try to ask myself, you know, what am I getting out of this? You know, how am I going to feel in a couple of hours? Is it going to give me the energy and the quality of life that I, I, I want? And that helps me make better decisions more often. Okay. So I try to go by the 80, 20 rule. You guys probably have heard of that you know, 80% of the time I try to eat as best as I can. And you know what, 20% of the time it's for the over portions, it's for the sweets and the treats and all those other things that we, we deserve, but we need to find balance. And it's just, it's like our illness. You need to look at your nutrition, like how I look at managing my adrenal insufficiency. I'm always looking at, you know, what did I do a few days ago? What's coming up in a few, in a, in a few days and what's happening in this moment with me right now. And then I make the best decision I can based on, you know, medication and different things like that to make sure that, you know, I don't have low cortisol or I don't go into a crisis. So, so I look at my nutrition that way. What, what have I done? What have I been eating? Have I been fueling my body? You know, you know, in the last few days, have I had a couple extra treats? And if I had, you know what, today's not the day I can do that tomorrow. There's always tomorrow, but what's important for me is that I feel good. Okay. And I have power to make myself feel good. So um, and like I said, I want to make my, my nutrition makes my good days better and it makes my bad days not quite as bad. And that is key. And if you eat properly, it's going to help maintain, you know, your metabolism and, and your muscle mass. And that when you have a chronic illness, we, we know the cycle, we know the cycle that I know I go through when, you know, my cortisol is low and I can't move and you know, that lack of movement, the lack of socialization, the isolation that often happens when we're not moving, we're going to lose muscle very quickly. Okay. When we spend a lot of time resting. So that 
explains why when we get back to movement, it's often a challenge because we we don't have the muscle mass for the strength. So we need to gently increase that strength. We need to support it through our nutrition. And that's what comes down to what I call my Lego theory of, of health. So what that is, is I like to think about my nutrition and my body as kind of like a Lego set. So all picture, picture a Lego set and you have all your different pieces of and different colors of building blocks and different things like that. That is your nutrition. Okay. So those are your nutrition that you're eating. Okay. So if you want to put that set together, if you want that Lego set to look a certain way, to feel a certain way, to present a certain way at the end, you need to take, you need to have all those blocks and you're going to get them through eating. Okay. You get them through eating, you get them through the nutrition and your instructions is your exercise and your movement, your mental health and all those other things. So you need to have a plan in place. You got to, you know, the movement tells your body how to build muscle that you need it. If you don't use it, you lose it. So if you start gently using your muscles again, your body's going to be like, okay, you know what? I can put this plan in place. I can go through these steps and start building, you know, the muscle back, increase your metabolism. That's your energy. It's going to support your body. It's going to take away the aches and pains. It's, but we need to, again, it's a slow, gentle process, especially when you have adrenal insufficiency. We know if we do too much, too fast, we're asking for trouble. So we need to be careful. We need to, you know, get everything in that we need. So again, think of your body as that Lego set. If you're missing some of the pieces, you're not going to be able to build the strongest structure. So you need to look at your nutrition that way. Make sure that it's as complete, as complete as possible. And like I said, just a small step of improving your nutrition is going to make you feel better. So let me give you now some of my top five things that I personally do um, that I hope that you can take away a couple things from to start taking some steps forward, okay? So you might have some things that you're doing and I would love it if you email me at thepicklejar at rogers.com and told me some of the things that you have found useful in your lifestyle so I can bring that onto the podcast. That would be amazing. But let me share with you some top five things really quick that perhaps that you can do. So first of all, I try to eat as naked as possible. And I don't mean that physically. I mean that nutritionally. And I keep things simple, okay? So it's as wholesome, and I mean wholesome as from, you know, from the earth. It's vegetables, it's naked, we call it naked chicken, so skinless chicken breast. You want lean meats, it's eggs, it's quinoa. It's really, really simple quality nutrition as best as we can, which means I eliminate as much processed foods as possible. Processed foods, I can feel it killing my body, okay? There's a time and place for it. I pick and choose when I eat it because usually usually there's hell to pay afterwards, okay? So it's, yeah, it's still cut oats. It's It's just simple wholesome nutrition. And when you can feel your body rejoicing, when you start to eat these things and it's going to take time and it's going to take patience, it's an amazing feeling when you feel your body thankful for something. I felt it when I started on the infusion pump, I could feel my body rejoicing for having that pump infuse hydrocortisone into my body slowly over 24 hour periods. And, and I can feel it with my nutrition. I can just feel how happy my body is when it's being fueled properly. You, we have an amazing thing right now. It's called the internet. <laughs> so use it 
to your advantage, please. We have so many amazing resources. Learn proper portions, okay? And I'm talking proper portions, like a, a meat portion should be like three to four ounces, the size of your palm. Okay, we got to keep things real. We go to restaurants and they're over portioned. You know, it's absolutely crazy. You go out for fast food, it's crazy portions. Um, but remember, it's all a personal choice on how you eat. And like I said, it's just a time and a place and when we choose bigger portions and when we don't. So go by that 80-20 rule. So protein, size of the palm of your hand, really, really easy. Vegetables, you want to keep them naked. So let's go back to number one, keep your vegetables naked, which I mean, not a lot of butters and sauces and creams. There's a time for place for it, but try to keep that to a minimum. Nice big handfuls of colorful vegetables. Okay. Think color. Think when you think of your food, think about how you want to live your life. If you want energy, you want to look at the food and you want to see that energy in that color. Okay. So think lots of colors. So you get a wide variety of nutrition. Healthy carbs are essential for your brain. If you want to eliminate that brain fog as much as you can, you got to make sure you're not starving your brain. If it's starving a cortisol, you don't want to starve it a carbohydrates either. Okay. So when I'm talking healthy carbs, I'm talking about a, you need to eliminate added sugar as much as possible. And that's going to come if you just get rid of processed foods as much as possible, that's going to help right there. Okay. So get rid of added sugars. You want to eat things like quinoa, sweet potatoes, and this should be about, you know, just a small handful. Okay. Just a little, that's, that's the one disappointing thing here. It's just a small handful. You don't need much. Um, I love my carbs. I stay away from pastas and breads and stuff like that. I feel they drain my energy. Those are processed foods. Anything that man has made, that becomes a processed food, okay? So um, I stay away from those things, A, because I could eat the whole loaf of bread. I could eat the whole pot of pasta. Like, I just won't stop. So um, there's only a certain time and place when I go to those things, okay? Um, and healthy fats, um, your nuts, your seeds, avocados, stuff like that. Usually a good rule of thumb is that it's the size of your thumb. Okay. Don't sit down and eat the whole bag of almonds. Okay. There's a lot of calories in that. Okay. And even if they're good calories, <clears throat> when you eat too many calories, they are going to get stored as body fat. Okay. So please keep that in mind. So eat naked, learn portions. Another little tip that you can do, <coughs> excuse me, is a, choose a smaller plate at your meals. That's a very easy way to control your portions. Have a little, you know, some plates, people have big plates. Okay, choose a smaller, realistic size plate. When you put food on your plate, try and keep food within two inches, okay, of the edge. Don't pile it out to the corner. Again, there's a time and place for that. That's called Christmas Day. It's called family function, you know, but most of the time, two inches in, smaller plate. Divide your plate into sections. So half of it can be that big handful of vegetables that are naked. A quarter is going to be about your protein. And the other quarter is going to be your healthy carb. Okay, you're just trying to find balance as best as you can more often. Okay, you don't have to do it every meal. You don't have to be perfect. Do it more often and as best as you can. Take a step forward. Naked food, learn portions, smaller plate, two inches in, divide it up. Okay. Another thing that I do that I've always done, even before I was diagnosed, I weigh myself every morning. And, you know, some people might not be for you. For me, this is how I keep myself accountable to myself. So, um, you know, a lot of trainers say, you know, I know it's not about the scale, blah, blah, blah. 
Okay, but the scale is correlated to how much body fat I have on. And if the scale's going up, there's a sign I've put on too much body fat. Okay. And I know that's going to affect the functioning and the health of my body. So there is a correlation. Yes, you put muscle on, muscle weighs a lot more than body fat. So you always, it's like anything, the scale is just a piece of the puzzle. Okay. It's part of the puzzle that you have to look at. What's the scale saying? How do I feel? How do I look in the mirror? What's my energy level? What's my health like? How are my clothes fitting? What's my muscle tone like? It's just part of the picture. It's not, you know, you don't just go by the scale. But for me personally, what I do is I give myself a weight range. Okay, there's a little range about three pounds that I, it's okay if I weigh within that range. When it starts to creep up to the higher end of the range, uh, I know it's time to get back in that 80% and start eating a little bit better so that I, go back down. And that way I kind of bounce back and forth. I can enjoy life, but I don't let things get out of control because I know if I don't do that personally, I will overconsume food. I will overeat my portions and I'm not accountable to myself. So that's something that might work for you that works for me. And if it doesn't work for you, that's okay. Find what works for you. Um, and again, I'm going back to what I think is so important and it's just small, easy steps. Keep it as real as possible. Start small, start little, start wherever you are. Just take a step. And as always, I always caution when I talk about nutrition and Addison's disease, if you start eating what we call cleaner, okay, clean food, you need to make sure that when you do, you be mindful of your sodium. For me personally, the cleaner I eat, I have to add the sodium in to make sure that I find that balance. If you eat processed foods and you're eliminating them, um, you're probably going to be taking out a lot of the sodium that your body's used to. So we want to make sure that we keep those things in um, to make sure that we stay balanced. So always listen to your body. Um, and like I said, I, you know, I can't stress it enough just to take how important this is. Okay. And how much it's made a difference for me. I have a great um, community on my Facebook page, my chronically fit community, which I'll put the link in the show notes. If you want to join, we have some great discussions starting about protein bars and different things like that. So it's just little things that we're all putting out there. We're coming together as a community to share about different things that we're doing. Cause often it, this is just about finding the tools. It's just learning. It's just finding, you know, where's the information? What am I going to use? You know, we feel kind of lost. You Google something and it's very, very overwhelming. So I'm trying to make it as simple as possible. Because I know for me, simple with Addison's disease is the best way to go, takes out the stress and makes it just real and manageable. And that that is a huge thing. So, so what I'm hoping today from this episode, I hope that first of all, take an honest look at how you're eating. I want you to think of food as fuel. I want you to keep it real. I want you to keep it simple. And I want you to take a step forward. And I hope you can take two or three things away from this episode and start making those changes because I truly believe you're going to feel a difference, okay? And when you feel a difference, you're going to have the strength and the energy to take that next step. And your body's going to choose to eat healthy and to be strong. And I believe our bodies have a lot that they're managing and a lot that they're dealing with. And so many of you have so much more that you're dealing with than what I do. But if you're not fueling your body properly for that fight, you know, we're just, 
you know, we're just hurting ourselves more than what we need to be hurt. And we deserve to feel good. And we deserve to have that quality of life. So if you have anything that you can share with me, I want to hear from you. I want you to send me an email at the pickle jar at rogers.com. Please send me your ideas, the products that you're using, different things that you're, you're doing nutritionally that I can put on the podcast. I would so appreciate that. And as always, I'm always looking for guests. So if you want to share your story again, send me a message at the pickle jar at rogers.com. And until next time, please be well, my pickles.